The following episode contains explicit language. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. And most of them are from Bethany. A few of them are from Jack, basically just being like, what's happening? You know, the North End is under attack. Big part of the city is uh, under attack. We're going to where we think the most dangerous people are. But some there should be some help coming to the North End soon. I would stay put, stay safe, stay dry. And you actually get like a live video. Uh, Bethany's actually like out on the streets, like filming some of it. That's not saying safe and dry, but also as filmmaker. I appreciate this. From the clip she shows you, you see like two Atlantean soldiers just using water whips to like cut down telephone poles and things. And like they're falling over and like power lines are going everywhere. You're coming over a hill and now you, you can see the water treatment plant and the reservoir. Though you're at a distance, you can see some distinctly Atlantean figures surrounding the semicircle that makes it. As you walk into the room and survey it, uh, you start to walk forward. Betsy nods over her shoulder. My eight o'clock, that's our target. And you see a government official. You can tell he's a government official because of the frumpy suit that he's wearing. I'm going to walk up to him and attempt to befriend him by saying, This is a bit more fancy than I was expecting, huh? And the man chuckles and uh, goes to introduce himself. Oh, good day. I'm Bernard. Uh, hello, Bernard. Uh, my name is Yardek. And his eyes light up. Oh my god, how did I not recognize you? To Laserhawk, it doesn't sound like Ruby. To Laserhawk, it sounds like the voice of your deceased fiancé, Anthony. Oh, fuck off. And you see flashes. You go into the darkness, and you see your wife and your son also looking at you with great shame. Then you see that your son is gone, and your wife looks startled, lost. How could you let this happen to him? How could you let it lose another one? I'm gonna slap myself. Roll another will save. 22. Yeah, when you slap yourself, you're brought out of it and you're back in the mirror rooms. It is six days after the attack from the rogue Atlanteans. Riverside City is still recovering with assistance from Union. What have you all been up to? Um, helping. Ooh, yeah, that would be a really good thing for me to do. Just using, like, my water abilities to, like, push, 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 pushing water around, getting it out of people's houses and such. Could Yardak, like, let's say someone spilled water on a, on a carpet. Can you pull the moisture out of the carpet? Yeah. Like, there were times that I've used my water and then it was on the ground and I just picked it right back up and used it again. I'm just saying, my dad works for a septic cleaning system, and uh, you would be the most valuable employee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Yardak has stayed in Riverside City in in the time since. Well, you know, no. I was here for at least a couple days helping with cleanup and like dealing with like, a lot of the major stuff. And then I took my happy ass to Atlantis to talk to the king. Okay, so did you announce to the king that you were coming, that you were... Yardamu was still here. Did he leave at the end of the episode? Yes, because he was the one who escorted Yardane and the other Atlanteans back to face Atlantean justice. I mean, it's a little bit of a retcon. Can we say, like, I sent him with a message telling the king I'll be stopping by soon. So the king is expecting you. You get to Atlantis. And let's say that you just got let in to the royal chambers. Uh, it's just you and the king. Yardak, what brings you home? Well, as I kind of gave you a heads up about, and I'm sure Yardamo has given you uh, a better debriefing about the attack that happened on my city up top. Yes, yes. I've also been in contact with Union Director Betsy Bullard, you know, discussing about the aftermath. So I've spent the last few days uh, helping clear water out of people's homes and restoring things back to working capacity for, like, more important things like, you know, the hospitals and, like, major businesses that are reliant on giving people services. 
And then I came right here because if just a couple of these insurgents could do this, what would happen if they had more backing behind them and launched an even bigger attack? Yes, my young friend, you are correct. And Yardak, I'd like you to roll two persuasion rolls. 14 and 11. So a 23 and a not nat 20. There's definitely been like some pushback up top, but like there's definitely there's also been press coverage of like your attempts. So like you've really started restoring the image. Atlanteans, like people were a little distrustful of them, but like seeing you on the news helping restore things has really like brought back the public's trust. If our image gets tarnished in any kind of way, then what hope do we have of making other connections like we did with France? It was France, right? Uh, you've made a couple connections, but France is one of them. Also, England with um, Raina Morris. Raina Morris, yes. Thank you. No, you bring up a great point. I'm, I'm glad that you're working to restore our image. These extremists, they endanger not only our fragile alliance with the surface, but with each other. Have you heard any other rumblings about any other insurgents in Atlantis or any other kind of talk of retribution to the top? None of those that have been captured and none of our intelligence networks have found anything that indicates more danger to the surface above. But there is a growing tide of sentiment in league with some of these insurgents, if not for their methods, but for their goals. Hmm. As Yardane did, some would prefer to see us take hold of land on the surface. Some of them would like to see us take a greater proactive approach to protecting our ocean. And then there are some that would just like to do away with the royal family. Are there any specific things that could be addressed that the citizens have concerns about. It would be better to get them on our side now than before their minds are completely made up and want to overthrow us entirely. I will not concede to these demands. We will create a better world for our people, but not through changes to our government, not through taking land that does not belong to us. No, no, nothing so drastic. But... Allowing citizens to feel heard is a major step. I do not want you to worry yourself about this, my young friend. We we will, of course, do better to keep you in the loop, and we will be on the lookout now for those who would threaten you or our relations with the surface. Yes, and I'll make sure that I have my RippleCom in hand at all times in case any contact is needed to be made, because with this attack, I mean, we've seen what they're capable of. Any heads up will prevent us from having to deal with something like this again. With all he has done for us and, and the proactive nature of what he's done, I have given Yaradamo a new position in our court. He will now be in charge of maintaining preparations to defend the surface if needed. Hmm. Little boy becoming a lieutenant. Kind of something like that, yeah. But you, my friend, I would like you to head back to the surface. And also, I, I am not sure when, but... Yarkalen has asked when he would be able to see the surface himself, and I think it would do him well to interact with some of the surface's political figures. Hmm. Would it fuck things up if I brought him back with me now? No, he is not ready. I I feel he needs more preparation. Hmm. Give him word that I would love to have him come up and spend time and learn about what's going on up top and get him his land legs. I absolutely will. Now go on. Go head back. And Ruby and Laserhawk, what have you been up to? Uh, Ruby slash Visual Aid has also been helping clean up. I think Visual Aid, probably particularly on the north side, maybe going around a little as a Hornet. And hopefully people didn't notice that Hornet was just not around. I feel like that's going to be a deception check. And were you doing the thing where you create an illusion of Hornet, or were you doing the thing like what you did with Ruth Day, where you pretended to be Hornet more directly? I think oh, like I was pretending to be Hornet. Okay. 27, altogether. So with like the growing amount of posthumans in Riverside, there's been like an uptick of blogs about posthumans. Everyone noticed that Hornet wasn't there during the battle, so like while he reappeared, and people have been like you know happy to see him back on the streets. There's a lot of questions of still of like where was he? Why didn't he help join the fray when you know that weird werewolf came back and <laughs> and helped out? People do generally believe that that he is still around. And roll a persuasion check of your own. Twenty-eight. Kind of the same thing. 
Well, Yardak had the problem of there being a backlash against Atlanteans. All three of you, uh, Ruby, Laserhawk, and Yardak, all got, like, a lot of good, like, commendations from the mayor. Hey! Who's the mayor again? Katie Hilliard. A lot of praise footage from security cameras that got out to the media of, like, your fight on the reservoir. Seeing visual aid's ability to, like, stop the cracks in the dam, and Yardak and Yardama working to, like, hold the water back, and Laserhawk... Uh, valiantly holding his own against Yardane. These pictures were plastered all over the news, giving all of you positive recognition from the city. Look, I'm just saying, if the clip of me, like, hoofing Yardane in the balls doesn't have millions of views on social, I give up. Unfortunately, they didn't have any footage of that. Oh, fuck off! (laughs) Uh, There's, like, a still image of it, but the video didn't get out. You know what, I'll take it. Just, like, the foot not quite connecting yet. Yes, exactly. All kinds of, of, of memes about that. Bethany's clip of Ulrich fighting the Atlanteans on the North End, like, went super viral. Good for Bethany. Hell yeah, bitch. Got picked up and went on the news. Laserhawk, what about you? What have you been up to? I mean, I can't imagine that I'm going to be too much help with the cleanup effort, so I'm just kind of still taking care of things in the North End. I think in the aftermath, there's definitely, like, an increase in Blue Cross activity. A little bit of a mafia activity. Oh, cracking mafia skulls? Must be Tuesday. Roll me an investigation check and a fighting check. Alright, so the investigation check is going to be 22. Yeah, you were able to track down some of these gang members who were really trying to take advantage of the situation, some of these mafia folks, uh, and you basically let them know what's up, uh, that not to do that. But you showed it via punches to the face, which were very successful. I, uh, I said you better don't in Morse code on the back of their heads. What about your son? What about my son? No, I'm kidding. That's terrible. That's how I played the game up until this point. I don't know. Did he text me back? Yeah, he's definitely like a texter. He doesn't really want to talk on the phone or FaceTime or anything like that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, but he's been asking, like, Dad, Mom told me that you're out of town. I kind of get why I haven't seen you in a while. When are you coming home? Okay, so my kid's aware that I'm a cop, right? That's exactly what I wanted to ask next. Is is your kid aware of your activities as Laserhawk? Uh, as Laserhawk? No. As a police officer? Yes. And if anything, I feel like me being a cop has probably saved me out of having to explain a few things. I think a little bit, but like now you're out of town. <laughs> Dad, when are you coming home? I feel like I should roll the deception check now. Okay. That is an unnatural 20. Ooh, that's a nat 1. So yeah, this kid don't know shit. Ha <laughs> I knew my kid was a dingus. Look, I'm deep undercover right now. There's not a lot I can say. Just understand, Danny's taking care of some very bad people. And he wants to get home as soon as possible. I understand. I just, you know... Dot, dot, dot. I miss Anthony, too, you know? Oh! Oh, fuck! Do not tell me that this kid did not know about Anthony. Oh, absolutely. Look, kid, I can't imagine any of this has been easy on you, and I really wish I'd have been there more after everything happens, but Dad's gonna be home soon. We're gonna work things out here. Love you, son. Love you, too, Dad. I'll make sure I get you a cool jersey or something. From the city, you can't say where you're at. <laughs> exactly, it's a surprise. Is it a team you like? Better hope so. Because I wouldn't know. Yeah, six days later, you all, I imagine, have rested up. Rather, you're healed up. And uh, you get a call to come down to Echo Base. It's not like I got anything better to do. Ruby, as visual aid, has been helping uh, clean up the north end all day and has come back to the apartment to rest a little. Bethany is there. Hey, Ruby, how's the uh, how's the cleanup going? Good, good. I just glad that Ulrich was able to help. I, I can only imagine how bad it was if no one was able to come down here and help stop them. Yeah, it was, you know, it got real bad for a little bit. I, uh, I'm glad I caught that footage, but I'm also glad that I, like, got home as quick as I did, because it got real bad for a while. I was wondering, like, do you want me to come maybe, like, film during some of your cleanup or something? 
sure, that'd be good promo for visual aid and also good to show the community helping each other out. Yeah, that, that that's what I was thinking. Like, just, you know, there's we hear about like stopping crimes, but like, you know, helping the community in like a more direct way. I thought that'd be cool. If people saw that side of you. Yeah, thanks. It's a great idea. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'll come out with you next time. I don't know. I've just been getting really into making like these little short videos and stuff, you know? Yeah, I think you, you, if you get enough, you could like make your own documentary. Next episode, Bethany becomes a TikToker. <laughs> I feel like she could be like more like newsy documentary. It's something that would definitely exist in this world is like an interest in like what superheroes do, like actual footage of it. Mm-hmm. Instead of influencers going to Disney World, influencers following superheroes around. While they go to Disney World. <laughs> and I think it's around that time then that you all get the call from Ramos basically saying, like, hey, can you come to Echo Base? All right, saddle up, kids. Skip to my loo, my darling. How does everyone get there? How's my van looking? Did, did Frank come through? Yeah, Frank came through. Have I gotten back from Atlantis yet, or should I just go vloop right through the water together? Your discussion with the king was probably the day before. Like, you've been back not super long. Oh, Okay. You probably got a good night's rest, and then you woke up, and then, like, forgot the call. I feel like I spoke over you, Brandon. What, how did you say you got there? Boing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess this time I'll, I'll take a, an Uber. Because <laughs> Ruby's coming from a different part of town. Okay, so you took a you took an Uber to, to Union Echo Base. Yeah, save some time. I'm a, I can catch a ride back with her, but... I, I, I do have a question. Do you take an Uber right up to this military base? Yeah, there's a gate. They can't get in. I was going to say, it's also, like, on a street with, like, shops and things. Like, it's not a completely deserted area. Okay. I just love the idea of just, like, taking an Uber where to a super super secret base. Yeah! I mean, Union is known. It's not super secret. You know what? That That's the thing. Nobody knows about sub-level four. That's not public knowledge. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, you all get to Echo Base, no problem. You're let in and head right up to Ramos's office, I imagine, unless you decide to stop in and say hi to anyone else. Yeah. I might stop at a vending machine. We were called, so just go straight there, no dilly-dally. Speaking of people who work here, I have a question. When is my dinner with Lydia? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was it was supposed to be Friday. Because as you're on your way up the stairs, you see Lydia, who says, Ruby, I was going to call you. Are we Are we still on for tomorrow? Of course. Excellent, excellent. We never discussed where we're going to go. Oh, chili. Um, oh, what are you in the mood? Like, what are you in the mood for? I think a nice steakhouse would be wonderful. That sounds lovely. Yes, there is a place that just opened up. Uh, oh, what is it called? Yes, uh, Doctor Casa's Steakhouse. I've been mean meaning to check it out. It's a it's a new local place. Sounds great. Always good to stick with local businesses. Shall we just meet there? I assume. Sounds good. Uh, seven sounded good. Seven's perfect. I. I might go a little early since I get get off work just before that. You'll find me at the bar. Perfect. And that's when Ramos kind of steps out of his office and goes, Excuse me, you three. Can I can I get a moment of your time? Oh, I guess. And I go, duty calls, and I give a little subtle salute to Lydia. She just smirks and goes back to her paperwork that she was walking along and doing. Reason Ru- Ruby will never be a union agent is the just roasting Ramos. Yes, thank you for coming as soon as you could. I have a mission for you specifically. And, Laserhawk, I've, I've also called you in, uh, as you have had the most work with, with these two. Alright, what you got for us, Ramos? And he points up to his wall, you know, the one that's like a screen, and he presses a couple buttons, and you see a map of the world come up, and a little ping coming from the Pacific Ocean, and it zooms in, and you see a satellite image, kind of grainy, it's of a freighter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we have gotten word that a former whistleblower has been captured and Union would like to recover him. You may remember him. His name is Bernard Allen. Oh, my boy. The one from uh, What's-His-Face's Party, the Australian guy. Yes, exactly. Wow, that brought that memory back from the ether because that was how many episodes ago? Oh, that's what I was like. That's what I was like. I have way less memory of this than Dan. I wasn't there. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, right. That's who you were with with Betsy when I was fighting Emily Hahn, the woman who can go through walls with HyperX. Who the fuck? Who was the speedster. That was part of our group. 
he points to the ship, and it brings up a little dossier. The ship is run by this man, Darren Chandler Harrison. Mr. Harrison is, well, a former smuggler who in the past two years has gotten into some more sensitive matters. He started shipping and trading in unusual artifacts, super weapons, and the like. As far as Union was aware, he hadn't gone into the kidnapping route, so this is definitely a change of pace for him. So get on the boat, kick some ass, get the target, get out? Here is the critical part. You have to be able to get in and get out and do your best not to be seen. Mm. I can't risk potentially other hostages on the on the vessel that we are not aware of, or Mr. Allen for that matter. Fine. Not being seen doesn't really seem like your MO and it looks right at Laser Huck. Oh yeah. All the lights. <laughs> we have some rough intel of the location. We'll be able to send you in a vulture craft. However, we have detected that they do have some communications tracing equipment on board. The plan at this time, and he zooms out a little further on the map, is to take the vulture craft, have it have it perform an autonomous orbit around the area. It will drop you in a small vessel to make your way to the boat. And I tow them like a little tugboat. Your mission will be to get to the boat, extract Mr. Allen and any additional hostages back to the boat, and do your best to get out without being seen. I must repeat that the safety of the hostages is of alpha priority. Of course. Oh, hopefully this guy has seen me on the news or something, because he's never actually seen me. Alright, we'll have the vulture craft loaded shortly if you're prepared to go. Let's bug. I'm ready. I, is, is it just flying itself, or is anyone flying us? Autonomous. And before you go, Ramos goes to hand off, like, a trigger to you. It's like a little stick with, like, a button on the end. Yeah. Once you have gotten the hostages out, you can use this, then, to signal to this craft that you're ready for pickup. Can I see the surveillance photos that we have? Yeah, yeah. Ruby wants to see what they're wearing. For the most part, it's, like, black sweatshirt, black pants, with, like, a tan bulletproof vest over it is what at least Harrison is wearing. Um, the rest of the images are kind of grainy, but it looks like they're all kind of wearing something similar. Okay. One of them's wearing shorts for some reason. Fuck, I hate planes. At least you never have to fly commercial. Be packed in there like sardines. Did you say fucking sardines? Yeah. <laughs> One day I'm gonna make you fly coach with me, just so you can see how terrible flying really can be. So he tells you that you're gonna want to head shortly to Helipad 2. As you're heading out, you see Dr. Sloan Matthews. What's up, homie? So. Hey, Dr. Matthews. Hey, hey, guys, how's it going? I, uh, heard you're heading out on, a, like, a secret mission? Not so secret, I guess. Well, I didn't, I didn't get the details. <laughs> I mean, he is part of Union, I think he's fine. Are you heading out of town? What's going on? Go to play tag on a really big bath toy. Pretty accurate. Huh, yeah, I guess that describes it. It's gonna be our first remote mission without you, Sloan. Unless, are you coming? No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm here with Lydia. We're working on a, on a, on a tracking software. Oh, tracking what? Or just in general? Uh, mostly generalized, but we're kind of, kind of based around like what we used with the Atlanteans last time. Trying to see if we can use that to expand. Maybe do that for like uh, you know, tracking down rogue posthumans. But yeah, yeah. I just, I saw you were in the building. Wanted to say hi. Ruby turns to Laserhawk and was like, "It's a big bath toy. Maybe if we do need a distraction, maybe I can make like a giant rubber duck." Ooh, that could be fun. Power stun a giant rubber duck. Also, like, for as silly as it is, imagine how sinister it would be if you were on a boat in the middle of the fucking ocean and suddenly there's a gigantic rubber duck floating. I would not like that. Uh, alright guys, I gotta get back to work, but I'll, uh, I'll catch you when you get back. Good luck. Have a good one, buddy. Adios, Loney boy. Good luck with your thing, too. And hey, Ruby. Yeah. What's, uh, what's Bethany up to today? Bethany is going on a news program to talk about the footage she got. Okay. Or someone's podcast. You decide. Podcast or news program. She's doing Joe Rogan. Nope. Hard, hard pass. No! You ever done DMT, Bethany? Alright, yeah, so you get to helipad number two, and there's a vulture loaded up, and there's a landing crew kind of coming out. They've got some supplies in there for you. I hop on. I just heave a big sigh and shuffle my way on board. I go, it'll be fine, and I try to comfort Yardak. What's Bodega up to? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, dog stuff, running around, sniffing things, maybe playing with a ball. Has he got a good amount of food? 
absolutely. That dog is better taken care of than I've ever been. Yeah, so you get on the Vulture, it takes off. Uh, like I said, it's automated, so she's heading west. Basically, uh, ETA is going to be about, like, six or so hours, uh, which means it's going to be, like, after nightfall. Ramos comes on through the speaker of the of the device. But did I know that was going to happen? You, I don't think you were expecting it. Like, basically, the view, front main screen comes on, and uh, it has, like, the Union logo for a moment, and then Ramos pops up. B- before he goes, I just go, your mission, should you choose to accept it? And he cracks a wry smile. I'm just giving you a bit of an update on your mission. I got Ramos a smile. Like, Ruby's genuinely happy I actually got Ramos to, like, re- like smile at whatever references. You got him to break character of being the hard-ass? Yeah. Uh, it seems that a storm front is moving in, so while it, while you will be able to still maintain orbit with the Vulture, just be prepared for a bit of a slippery ride. Spooky boat, spooky boat. Wait, so, wait, is the plane ride gonna be bumpy, or the boat gonna be bumpy? Yes. Boat ride. The plane ride will probably be fine, as long as it doesn't go like uh, Doc Brown in 1955. I like that we're on the ocean, but that'll also have water in the sky to get to play with, too. So you can expect some rain, potentially some lightning. Oh boy. Imagine how creepy the rubber duck would look now. Oh god. <laughs> you just see like a there's like there's a figure off in the distance. It's getting closer. Just, no, just like literally coming across the bow, giant silhouette, and then the lightning strikes and it reveals. Honestly, honestly wanna do it just a nest with them now. This isn't even me being dramatic or anything. I would actually shit my pants. So remember, do your best, maintain your cover, and protect any potential hostages along with Mr. Allen. Do we actually have a cover, or are we just trying not to be seen? Well, you know, the storm is a good cover. <laughs> Basically, your your goal is to maintain, you know, radio silence, and to also just not get caught. Again, whatever you think is best to do for this mission. But he points you to a bench, but the seat raises up and there's like a box underneath it. Ooh. Inside there, you will find three nano communications devices. Ooh. Uh, I grab one and put it on. Is this for us to talk to each other or can we contact like you or... Interpersonal communications with each other. You will be outside. Remember, because of their communications equipment, you'll be outside of our of our radio. I will also recommend caution, as using this could potentially be picked up by their equipment as well. Ooh. I would say only use this at an emergency, guys. So, uh, just a quick question for flavor tax reasons. Uh, you said that their outfit is basically all black, right? Uh, yeah, all black, but remember with like a tan bulletproof vest. Okay, well in that case, I'm going to take off the denim vest that's already part of my outfit, look at Ruby and say, can I get this in tan? And I make it. And I put it on. Congratulations, we now have our uh, variant for the Laser Hawk action figure that will one day exist. We've got an alternate skin that you can download for four ninety nine. Wow, I love Fortnite. <laughs> and I also make myself like a windbreaker thing that I can maybe put over and hide the fact I'm wearing a mask. I think that makes sense that you would have something like that, especially in, in a watery, windy, rainy environment. Yeah, raining adds to it, but already on, like, on a boat, I feel like you would have it. She's just wandering the hallways holding an umbrella, but like tilting it. <laughs> this is Ruby's battle umbrella. Is it also a gun? Oh, I was gonna say, it's like Hagrid, the point, the, his lungs in it. Ruby's version of it is literally just an umbrella duct taped to a double barrel. <laughs> Alright, we'll be maintaining radio silence from this point. The autopilot is set that once it retrieves you to head back to Echo Base or in an emergency situation, to head to our Los Angeles branch. Good luck, team. Ramos out. Alright, folks. Keep it frosty. When it, when it goes out, I do a little, I do a salute to everyone. So you're about probably an hour out from the Calypso. That's the name of the ship. The Calypso. I also make Yardak some clothes, and maybe something with a high collar to hide the fact he has gills. I guess if we still got an hour, I look up at Ruby and ask, Hey, can you make a Rubik's Cube? Can I? Hmm. It doesn't have any, like, true mechanical parts. I think you could make one. Are they supposed to be in a certain order? Because I have no idea. I mean, you can. it would be easier for you to just do it all the sides the same and then just hand it and, like, scramble it up. 
Okay, I make it all set the same, and I say, I don't know, besides this, mess them up yourself. I fuck it up and get to work, I guess. What are you all thinking about while you're on this last hour? While we're here already, I make a sword and put it in my little, like, sheath thing that I've decided I have on my belt, and I make two daggers and put them in both of my boots. I am sitting there with my eyes closed, just giving some deep breaths. You are starting to reach the point where you can hear, like, the weather outside. Felt a little bit of a rock from the turbulence. Why the fuck can't I get this green to do what I want it to? Laser talk, roll an intelligence check. Uh, you mean intellect? Yeah, yeah, sorry. That would be a 15. Yeah, it gives you a hard time, but you are able to, like, just moments before you're about to reach your destination, you're able to solve the Rubik's Cube. What do you do with the Rubik's Cube, then? I pocket it. Okay. I got big old pockets in this leather jacket. I feel like I could fit a Rubik's Cube and probably a pack of smoke still. No smoking. You're a role model. To who? Not my son. To the citizen you talk to. Not long after this, you get a little alert from the plane, basically letting you know that you're about to reach your destination. And it kind of just brings up a little instruction guide on how to open up the bottom of the plane to get to the boat. Mm-hmm. Basically, you like pop open a little compartment and the boat starts to inflate. I guess we get in the boat? You are going to get in the boat. It's going to go down near the water, tilt slightly to slide the boat out, and then go back up in the air. Well, gang, let's party. And I'd like everyone to roll a strength check. 18. 21. 18 altogether. There's a brief moment where it looked like Ruby was about to lose grip of the boat when it landed in the water, but everyone's okay. Hey out there. Not much to report on in this particular episode. Just two little house cleaning notes that I wanted to let you know about. First off, our very own Rachel Bloom was a guest star on another podcast. She appeared on Rhonda with a Book, where she got a chance to speak about some of her interests like Jane Austen and Star Trek. It was a delightful conversation to listen to, and I will include a link in the show notes on our website if you'd want to give it a listen. Also wanted to reiterate our call for listener feedback. We have a small survey out. Ten questions, almost entirely multiple choice. Just some ideas about what people like about the show and where we can improve. I plan to leave it up through the rest of the month into the beginning of October, but please, if you enjoy the show and you want to have a hand in help guiding the future of it, check it out. The link will be on our social media pages as well as in the show notes for this episode on our website. But for now, let's get back to the game. The vulture drops you in the water, takes back off, like, up into the clouds, and, like, you can see it kind of backing away, and in the distance you can see the boat. Are we headed toward the tip or the ass end of this thing? As of right now, you're looking along... Shit, I always forget. Starboard. Starboard is right. Yeah, you're looking at the starboard side of it right now. Okay, which in normal people speak is... The right side of it. Thank you. Alright. I mean, I doubt it's going to do me much good from this distance, but I'm going to roll a perception check just to see what I can see with my magical laser eyes. Okay, roll perception. I got a 19 for what it's worth. I want to see if there's any, like, guards or anything up on the top of the boat so I could see us. Don't think I'll do particularly well. <laughs> I na- I got that one. Four plus eight is twelve altogether. So yeah, Lady Hawk, from this distance, you can kind of see a couple guys patrolling on the deck. Three from where you are, basically. Uh, I point them out on the deck of the ship. Again, remember it's nighttime. Plus, it's also storming a bit. You see a very bright light at the front of the ship, and when you're looking at the ship, you see basically two giant cranes in the center of it. For, like, loading and unloading equipment. Because I have great experience with those. <laughs> to be clear, uh, the kind of design of these is basically they're made to, like, pull up alongside the dock, and it can reach out and grab something directly off to the left side. It's not made to be, like, adjustable like the crane in the junkyard. I still don't like it. And in the rear, you can see the bridge of the ship, where the command controls are. And in the front of the ship, there is, like, a railing, basically separating the, the very tip of the ship from the main deck. I mean, honestly, my best thought here is, uh, hop onto the deck, hide behind a box, take a good look around, figure out where we're going from there. There's only so much we can see from down here. Sounds good to me. I'm I'm taking a look at the picture of the boat. So you said we're coming up along the right side of it? Correct. So I would assume, 
by judging by the look of it, that we'd want to get into that square part of the building that has stairs that lead down. Yeah, when you're looking at it, like, you can see there's tons of, like, giant crates all along the upper deck. A lot of them are, like, have tarps over them to, like, tie them down. Um, but yeah, it's a question of, like, which which way you're coming towards this thing. And also, who's going to be driving the boat? Is it like driving a van? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll let you use a general, a general, like, vehicle check. Okay. It should be, uh, fine. That inspires confidence. <laughs> 15 overall. It's fine. I rolled an 8. You're hitting some really choppy waters, but also roll a stealth check. So I rolled better on that. 17 overall. So you're hitting really choppy waters, but you're able to keep control of the boat. Um, as far as you can tell, like no one's really taking notice of you as you're coming around. Are you just going to stay on the starboard side? Is that the idea? Might as yeah. well. It looks like there's less lights and like bigger uh dark spaces. Yeah. Okay. Are you coming up from like to like the tip of the ship or the rear of it? Like what are you trying to do? Uh up the starboard side, closer in between where the light is and then where like almost where that like single crate is to the side of the the, the building part. Alright, so you pull up along the side of it and there is a little bit of like uh there's a rope and a hook uh inside the boat, like in terms of like equipment. Mm-hmm. I guess part of the question becomes, like, who's going up when? Like, how are you going to, are you going to tether the boat to the... Actually, we're literally on the ocean. That can just give us a quick little bloop up with some water. I think we should tether the boat, though. Oh, yeah, but keep our boat there. So, yeah, there is, like, a railing on the top you could theoretically tie it to. Do that, and then I think uh, Yarda could just give us a lift. So, who has the rope? Is it Ruby? Yeah, sure. And then once, once we hop up there, she can give it a little tie-off. Yardak, you're going to roll a stealth check, and the other two can roll it as a team check. But it's mostly up to Yardak here. Ooh, 17, and my modifier... I tried. Nine. So that's a 27. Stealthy as fuck. And what about uh, Ruby and Laserock? 10 overall. If I'm doing my math right, it's a 26. 11 plus 15. You're stealthier than I am. Yardak, describe to me what this looks like, then. I kind of push down with my hands, and then bring them back up, and then, because literally surrounded by water, it just kind of makes its own little self-contained, not even a wave, but it just kind of rises up like a canal, and then we kind of just step off, ruby ties, I push it back down. What do you do when you get up there? Immediately go along the side of the wall to get a glimpse of what's going on in the deck. Yeah, I'm diving behind the first cover I can find. Unless it happens to be a guard, I'm not going to hide behind the guard. Noah guards immediately where you are. Ruby, make a dexterity check. Eleven. Yeah, you're able to quickly tie the boat down to the railing. What do you do next? I'm taking cover and making a perception check. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, Do you both want to make perception checks? I say, yeah, me too, because I did say I wanted to look at who would be up here. Looking at the map right now, whereabouts are you? And how close are you to each other? Oh, we're fairly close to each other. Cause... I mean, yeah, we stepped off together. Yeah. And we didn't really, like, run to find cover, which is kind of like, like a quick little dunk, duck behind something. Yeah. Because the bridge itself has, like, a, a small little step up, but it has, like, giant windows, like, looking out along the deck. I rolled a 26 for the record, boss. Not that 20. 13. <laughs> so I think the thing that all of you pick up on is the general layout of the location. You can see from where you are, like, most of the crates and whatnot, the crane system, the railing. Like, you have a better sense of where everything is than what you did before. You do see that there is, just barely you can see it, is that there is another staircase towards the front of the ship. Okay. You also see guards patrolling. Most of them are kind of contained to, like, the lighted areas. There's some right at the very tip. There's some next to the crane system. They're kind of just patrolling in general. One's like bumming a smoke off the other. So I'm sure that's going well for him in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got like a little bit of cover where they are. And he's got like his, he's got his own little windbreaker on. He's got his like hood pulled up so he can keep smoking. I was right. Windbreakers would help me blend in. And the thing I think that Laserhawk and Yardak noticed more than Ruby, basically, about how there are some people in the bridge of the ship already but there is not really anyone near that other staircase. Let's say we go up that other staircase. What do you think, buddy? Yeah, looks like we're going to check across the, the 
top of the boat. I guess uh, Ruby didn't see the people in there. Well, I'm assuming I would have, like, pointed at them. Do we think that maybe people are in there because that's where the hostages are? Or do you think the hostages are somewhere alone? Uh, I would say that Laserhawk has a better look at the situation. Like, it looks like just crew members are in the bridge. Okay, I rely on that information. But yeah, sure, let's go to the other place then. We're supposed to be staying the way from these people. Is it uh, basically a straight shot between that staircase and us? No, uh, no dickheads we gotta punch up? They're all kind of making patrols, so, like, you definitely want to be stealthy. Can I, uh, hypothetically stake out the area for a little while to get an idea of what the patrol looks like? I feel like that would be an insight check? Yeah. I say we give it a minute so we can get an idea of what patrol looks like, so that way we're not walking into a guy's path. Good idea. That's gonna be a 26. Laserhawk, who has a familiarity with, like, military tactics and things like that, can see that, you know, there's the two guys bumming the smokes not too far from you. The one kind of is heading towards the front of the ship, the other one's staying where they are. On the port side, on the left side of the ship, the other guy who was hanging out in the light, he starts making his way back towards the rear of the ship. And you all are just stealthy enough to be missed, but basically one guy, you can see him, he comes up, like, behind you. Like, he doesn't see you, but he is, like, on the rear of the ship, kind of just looking out into the ocean. Eek! And then he kind of goes back the other direction out of your sight. Well, I say the second that we get an opportunity that, uh, seems safe, we all make some stealth rolls and try to gun it for that, uh, staircase. The only thing you've noticed is they're all patrolling on, like, the outside edges, except for on the port side where all those boxes are. They kind of go around that. Five guys on the deck. Okay. I'm gonna draw a little picture, give you an idea of, like, what the patrols look like. Okay. Kind of just go to stage left, and then just straight down the middle of the ship. Yeah, basically. Uh, are you gonna do anything else while you're making your way? If they're, like, all closed or anything, I wouldn't really worry too much about it, because I wouldn't want to open them. But potentially try to see, like, what is in the boxes or what the boxes are, in case there's something more than just trying to get this guy and why he's on the ship in the first place. Uh, I- Ruby's just trying to stealth. She needs to focus as much as she can on not being seen. Okay. So Ruby's focusing on stealth. Yardak kind of wants to take a look at the boxes. What about Laserhawk? I'm trying to get the fuck down there. I want to get in and get out. So Yardak roll investigation. And for the moment, uh, Ruby and Laserhawk roll stealth. 18 altogether. Can you re-roll with a hero point? Re-roll any die and take the better of the two rolls. On a result of 1 to 10 on the second roll, add 10 to the result. And 11 or higher remains as is. So you can re-roll it, but why would you get? I got two. <laughs> What's your total? Be eight. Would you like to use your hero point to re-roll? I, I, I think so, yeah. When the GM offers you that after making a roll, take it. Yeah. Okay, much better. A 13. I rolled a 13, which... Uh, 19. Okay, and Laserhawk, what was your roll again? 29, boss. Laserhawk and Ruby, you make your way down. Yardak, you just stop to, like, take a look at some of the boxes. Uh, so you all are going to have a little distance between you. If we go down the stairs, is it, like, a staircase with walls on either side, or is it more open? Cannot see inside, but it looks to have walls. Okay, well, I mean, what I was going to suggest is, like, we could go halfway down the stairs. I could do one of these, hold up a fist to kind of signal to stop and wait for Yardak to catch up. Well, you guys aren't there yet. I'm saying, like, you're only about halfway there now. But uh, if I'm stopping to look, do I see anything? Yeah, so when you stop to look at the boxes, you see a couple different things. Well, one thing you recognize is a logo for Wagner Industries. You also see one of the boxes specifically does say Union on the side. Oh? Suspicious. A couple businesses that you recognize, like Wagner Industries, for example. So it's not just Wagner and, like, Union. There's, like, a mishmash of stuff. Yeah, like, those are the only ones that really stand out that you recognize uh, of the ones that you're nearby. Meanwhile, Ruby and Laserhawk are at an additional five o'clock past that next box. Cool, 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 cool. What do you do next? It's all the logos, but could I tell potentially what was in them, or just the fact that, like, it had those names on them? That was all you could tell because they're closed. Mm. Well, then, at that point, I'm just gonna try to skedaddle and hurry on up to those two. Moments after you catch up to them, you do have a guy who's making his way down the patrol... He makes his way past the light, kind of 
looks back over his shoulder, looks in your direction, but nothing indicates that he's noticed you, and he just kind of turns back and continues walking along his path. Well, he gets to stay awake. <laughs> the one guy who was, you know, bumming a smoke, he's like, back at that, uh, starboard side mast again, near the crane system, he's like, kind of trying to get underneath cover, trying to, he's pulling his lighter out, trying to get it going again. God, this fucking thing. Hey, Cameron, you got, you got another smoke, this one's getting all wet. Don't smoke, kids. I mean, I'm gonna wanna keep heading down the stairs. Does everyone wanna roll stealth, or what do you wanna do now? Yeah. Yeah, let's roll stealth. Oh, thank god I wrote a lot better this time. 12 and 9. 21. 22! 32. So yeah, Laserhawk is able to make his way down to the actual staircase, whereas the rest of you, like, you had to stop because otherwise you were gonna, like, run into one of the patrollers. Mm. Okay. And it's starting to rain pretty hard. You're seeing a lot of lightning in the background. That's <laughs> <laughs> like I'm there. Rue was stopping the impulse, but she wants to make the rubber duck and scare them. I, I sneak down the staircase. And what do you do when you get there? Immediately take inventory of where I'm at. So when you come down, you're in like basically a giant hallway. Okay. And you do not see anyone immediately. But if you want to roll perception, you can. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Ooh, not my best roll of the night. 17? In the very distance, you can hear someone talking, but you can't quite tell where it's coming from. Okay. Like, you can tell it's not in the same room as you, like you're hearing it through something. Okay, so the room that is to the south. Mm -hmm. Is there any way I can creak the door open enough to peek in without being seen? I realize that would probably be a stealth check of some kind. So, I should describe your location. Basically, it's all, like, metal. Like, you see a lot of, like, piping and whatnot. Uh, but all of the doors have, like, those little porthole windows. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I would like to peek through and see what's in, uh, door number bottom. Alright, so it's worth mentioning, if you're looking in through that door, that there is another door immediately behind you that also has a porthole. Um, so you're gonna want to roll a stealth check and a perception check. Okay. Um, a 26 on the stealth, and... Oh, fuck yeah, that 20. 26 on perception. So, as far as you can tell, like, no one reacts, you don't hear anything additionally. Uh, however, what you do notice when you look through that hole is that that is the engine room. Okay. And there is a guy in there, like, he's turned away from you, he's kind of, like, working the different valves and whatnot, uh, and just kind of checking all the equipment out. Yeah, I think it would be a bad idea to knock him out. I'm gonna leave him alone. When you turn around, you can see into the other room behind you, and there's nothing really, like, notable there. Not as far as you can see at the moment, at least. In that case, I'm going to shimmy shimmy back to the other two, and as quietly as I can, kind of relay what I've seen with my elf eyes. Alright, then I think to get to you, they'll have to make a stealth check. If that's what y'all are planning on doing, if you're trying to meet up with Laserhawk. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna stealth my way down there. Hell yeah. Plus nine is 28. 23. Uh, yeah, you make your way to Laserhawk without issue. You do see that the rest of the guards are kind of starting to gather around that one guy who was trying to get his cigarette going. They're kind of just talking amongst themselves. I had no need to disturb them yet. Yep, just ignore them and be like, Oh, uh, well, in that case, I'm gonna kinda as quietly as I can mumble. One in there. Engine room. Probably should leave them alone. None in there. Leave those people alone. Cantor's gonna get them eventually. <laughs> so, what do you do next? You're all down the stairs, I imagine, now you're into the, in that hallway. Yeah. Are there more doors that, like, there could be behind? From where you are right now, there's the door to the engine room and the door to that center room. That's kinda, like, at the core of the ship. Um, do, do we think that's where they could be? From that room, you can see there is two doors to the very rear of it and one on either side of it. I mean, I feel like that's probably going to be our best bet is to go in there and investigate a little bit. Same. Which one? Let's get in there and figure things out from there. For all we know, this door is booby-trapped to hell. All right, so you're trying to get through that door and uh, roll stealth. Whoever's trying to open the door, I guess, is the question. Who's trying to open it? I feel like that should be me. I've, I've done pretty okay. 31. You're able to open up the door kind of wordlessly, like, without any sound. Uh, like, you just basically turn, it's like one of those little wheels that you turn to open it up, and it just goes, chunk, and you're able to slide it on open. Uh, with that same stealth roll, can we say that I kind of slink to the 
door on the right and kind of peek into porthole one. So actually, that is the one door that does not have a porthole on it, but the one across from it does. Oh, well, in that case, I'm going to go for the one across from it. Roll a perception check. Okay. My god, I blanked out on how to do math for a second there. 20. Unnatural. So you can't quite see what's going on, but you do see that there are two guards in that room. They're kind of just shooting the shit with each other, and that's all you can see. I am going to point at that door and hold up two fingers, and hope that my friends are smart enough to understand what that means. Ruby and uh, Yardak roll insight. Oh, that was a five. So let's see what my insight modifier is. Ten, so fifteen. Not bad. Twenty-two. Yeah, you both realize right away like what, what he means is like that there's two guards in that room. Alright, what do you all do next? What's the plan? You do hear some like commotion on the upper deck. Some like footsteps and people moving around and like people like, you know, laughing and yelling. Okay, well in that case I'm gonna go peek through the two upper doors too. Fuck it, might as well get a full idea of where we're at. Yeah, they gotta make an informed opinion. What are the other two doing though? Sitting here, stealthy like, crouching. I mean, if there's two doors, he could look through one, We could look, I could look through the other, right? Yeah. I would like to stealthily... I guess, do I need a... Oh, I need a real perception when I look. And that's all you can see. Roll perception to look through the door, yeah. Yardak, where are you getting the other one? Well, the, well, the one doesn't have a people. You looked in the one, and so it's just two, so it would just be you and Ruby. Okay, yeah. I'll roll perception on that. 23. 18. Alright, and who's doing which one? You do left, I do right. Sounds good. So Ruby sees a whole bunch of different crates, some different logos on them. Laser Rock, all you see is a long hallway with a bunch of doors on the right-hand side. (sighs) More boxes in here. Roll an intellect check, Ruby. 22. It took you a moment to recognize it, but you realize that some of the crates do have, like, along with, like, Wagner Industries... And uh, there was another union box, but you also see one for Red Crystal. I was like, it's going to be RCI, those shady motherfuckers. I know, I thought that when I talked about the crates upstairs. And and one of them doesn't have a name on it, but it does have the black and red crystal symbol on it. More boxes, more shady boxes. Black Crystal was like the gang, right? Uh, black Crystal was the one who was like in charge of the island with the zombies who... Yeah. Remember some of the people had like the black and red crystal tattoo on them? Mm-hmm. Shady boxes. Yeah, what do you do next? We could either keep exploring northward, the boat north, or we could uh, go take care of these dickheads on boat left. There's more of a chance they're down this hallway, right? I mean, our main goal is not to take out guards. It's to get the hostages out of here. That sounds about right, but if one of you guys can knock out one of the guards quick enough, I've got hella high intimidate, so I might be able to get him to piss his pants and tell us where everyone is before I knock him out. Uh, oh, and also it's worth mentioning, Laserhawk, the hallway you looked down and you saw, like, the door, like, a bunch of doors for different rooms, uh, those ones do have portholes on them. Oh, neato. Alright, so, yeah, either we can keep playing the guessing game or we can go ask our soon-to-be friends. I worry that if we're seen by any of them. Yeah, especially if stealth is the the name of the game today. It, I worry that they ha- will have, like, maybe they have a panic button or something. Because we can always go to them if we can't find something else. Yeah. Okay, um, how many doors are there? Five on the right, one at the very end. Here's an idea. I could sneak down to the end of the hall, make sure that there's not a dickhead there waiting for us, and, uh, assuming that the coast is clear, we can all just start looking in portholes, see if we can see what we need. Sounds good to me. Yardak? Sure. Alright, well, uh, that'd be another stealth check for me then, huh? Yep. We should probably, like, walk through behind him and then shut the door so Laserhawk can, like, go forward, but then we then hide ourselves and, like, crouch down below where the the porthole thing is. Everyone roll stealth and everyone roll perception. Uh, that's a 22 on stealth. It should be noted that I rolled a 7. <laughs> Fuck off. I rolled a 10, for the record, and my stealth is 16. 23 stealth, and then you said perception? 17 perception. 20 perception. 23. So yeah, you're able to make your way into that next room, and you don't really make any noise. However, you do hear from behind you the door to the engine room open up. 
Uh oh. And you only can tell that because the second the door opened, you, you could hear the engine a lot louder coming through. Make sure to close the door behind us. That way, if they come into that room, they don't see us down that hallway. Yeah, so you make your way into that hall, and what do you do next? I, I have a question about the door handle on this door. Uh, they're all those kind of, like, spinning wheel to open them and close them. Is, could I, there's no way I could, like, make a rod then and put it so they can't come into this room. Yeah, you can do that. After us. Okay, so I'm going to make a giant stick, basically, and stick it in the door handle so they can't come in after us. Yeah, what I imagine is, like, because it kind of has to go from, like, floor length to, to ceiling length. It's a big stick. Yeah, you have to put your hand, like, through the bar and make it, mm-hmm. like, already pre-made. Look, guys, I found a lock. The one immediately behind you, then, is completely shut off. Well, at least I can get rid of it if we have to go back through, but... Right. I mean, my plan was to go to the end of the hall and see what's down there. At the very end, or do you mean on the sides? I mean, like, just sort of going down the entire length of the hallway and checking the door at the very end. And did you say that the uh, doors on the side have portholes in them, too, or no? Correct. The doors on the sides all have portholes. And as we go, kind of just go, like, peek over, see what we can see. All right, well, so who all's doing that? I, uh, Brandon, I know, said once Laserhawk to go to the very end. I think I'm, I'm doing the peek thing. Yeah, we can each take a peek. Everyone roll perception, then. A 17. 22. 16. Laserhawk, the room at the very end is completely empty. Okay. Like, there's nothing in there. Meanwhile, Ruby and Yardak, when you look in, like, it's basically bunk beds inside, like, a set of four bunk beds in each room, and there's, like, a couple of them have guys that are, like, kind of asleep. One of them, like, you see a guy who's kind of just, like, reading a book. What are they wearing? Oh, uh, sorry, these are very clearly crew members. Okay. You definitely still hear, like, people moving about, including, like, now you can hear more clearly that there are people, like, above you. I mean, there's three more portholes for us to check. I guess we can each take one and then go from there. Yeah, each take a peek and then proceed if there's nothing there. Take a look. Do to roll again? Yeah, I'm actually not going to make you roll for that. You guys take a look, and in two of them, it's more bunk beds, more guards. Uh, most of them appear to be sleeping. Like I said, the only one you've only seen one that's awake inside of these rooms. And then on the the last one, the closest one to the end of the hallway... In that one, you just see a lot of, like, uh, boxes uh, and, like, a workbench with some, like, materials on it. Can we tell what the materials are? Are they in these fucking boxes? Where are these hostages? Well, we only- no, no, no. It was never specified that there were multiple hostages. It was just that what's-his-face was the hostage and there could be more. Where where is this dude? That's more of my- Yeah. Just more and more boxes. So many fucking boxes. A whole ass area on the upper deck that we haven't looked at yet. Plus, it looks like there's an area on the left. You said there was stuff on the work desk. Can we tell what it was? You said the words like materials. Not really, like, because it's kind of obscured by some of the stuff. Oh, okay. Like, you could tell if you went inside, maybe, but, like, you can't tell from the porthole. But there's nobody in the room? Not as far as you can see. Ooh. I want to know, but... There's also that room without the windows that we haven't looked at yet. That seems like a good place to put hostages. I want to go in and look, but I can't know if there's anybody there. Like, waiting. Like, if I just open the door and then there's, like, a guy there. I mean, again, you looked in, you can't- you didn't see anything, at least, like- And I don't- ah, it's probably not too important. I, I can assure you there's not a guy ducking underneath the porthole. <laughs> well, you said, like, stuff was obscured by boxes and stuff, so I didn't know if I- Right, right, I'm at the workbench. Like, you can see the general layout of the room. Oh, okay, well then, I, I want to give the hand a little jiggle to see if I can open it. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's not really, like, locks like that on- at least not on these ones. My thing is, I was like, if these are bad guys, I'm wondering, like, are they working on something in there? So I want to see, poke my head in and see if, uh, take a look at this work table, see if there's anything I can tell that they're doing. Uh, roll stealth, and we'll go from there. Also, like, you all hear people coming down the stairs in the back a- area. Ruh, ruh. Not nat 20. 11 plus 9. So I know that, or, uh, Yardek just snuck into that room. What are the other two doing? Like, when you hear people coming. I guess, can I try sneaking in after Yardek? There's one thing that I think Ruby should keep in mind. The stick? The stick. Maybe should I go get rid of that so they don't know what's there? Yeah, I mean, you're literally right next to it right now. Like, you can, but... I get rid of the stick, that way they don't, like, suspect things. And then I sneak in after Yardak. And then I duck. Laserhawk? I guess I'm ducking in the same room, too. No point in splitting the party now. Okay, I didn't know if you were gonna jump onto the ceiling and, like, hold your hold yourself uh, against the walls. 
Look, as badass as that would be, I don't need to be that extra. I'm looking to get home. Family feud's on tonight. Does the place walk on TV? We're not going to think about that right now. I don't have cable, but I get Action 7. Anyway, so yeah, you make your way into that room, close the door behind you, uh, and some guys actually, like, moments later kind of walk by uh, and just keep going into that center room. Do you do anything when they're walking by? Nah. Nah. I'll let them go. I'll beat them up later. And Yardak, when you're looking at the workbench, it's actually, they're kind of, like, destroyed, but you can tell that it's Atlantean artifacts. Bitch! Chapter 35 After Hours Trading Masks and Mayhem uses Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. The podcast is written, produced, and traumatized against giant rubber ducks by myself, R.C. Violet. Don't forget to check out Rachel's interview on Rhonda with a Book and our listener survey in this episode's show notes. Masks and Mayhem is a member of the New England Podcast Consortium. Other members can be found at newenglandpodcasts.com. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com.